All right. Joe Biden hasn't gone to East Palestine, Ohio. Why would he want to? The air is poisoned. But he did go to Ukraine. He's in Kiev in Ukraine. Now, I'm showing you this footage without any sound. There's something very, very strange going on here. We'll break that down in just a moment. I want to welcome you to Open Source News. It's President's Day. Too bad we don't have a president. We have a resident of the Oval Office, an anti-American commie who is doing everything to destroy this country that we so love and cherish. He continues like his real boss, Barack Hussein Obama, to defecate on our constitution. Just in case you are not aware, what we're living through right now is not the first term of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., but we're actually living through actually living through the third term of the O'Biden administration. In light that it is President's Day, which when I was a kid, what was it? It was Washington's birthday and then Lincoln's birthday, but then they combine everything into President's Day. Let's remember the highlights to feel good and start off on a positive note. The highlights of the last great American president and the greatest president in my lifetime and what he accomplished about in about the same time frame that Joe Biden has. Now I'm talking about the 45th president of the United States, Donald John Trump. Okay, in his first thousand days, the economy, the Dow skyrocketed. It had set 107 new all-time highs after the 2016 election. I think that was just in the first like little over two years. Okay. We can skip that one because there's a whole bunch of records breaking there. GOP and debt. Okay, so when President Trump came into office, the Obama recovery from the previous years, that was an extension of the bailouts of George W. Bush, we had seen average domestic, uh, gross domestic product, GDP growth, since Obama the recession in 2009 to 2016 was barely above 2.1% per year. Folks, after World War II, it was above 4%. Every expansion had been above this. We were completely depressed under Obama. Okay? Under uh, President Trump, that turned around. Also, the ratio of debt to GDP drastically decreased under President Trump. Jobs, okay? At the end of September 2019, before the pandemic, there were more than, uh, there were 6.3 million jobs created under President Trump since he won in 2016. And unemployment was its lowest it had been in 50 years at 3.5%. By the way, under Obama previously, it was 9%. They're lying about the unemployment numbers as of now in a second. I'll get to that later in the in the episode. Let me just say this, that the jobs they're talking about created and what have you, not only are misleading, but they're displacing American workers because of the millions of illegal aliens coming through the porous border. How about annual income? 
annual income was increased, the average family in the United States had seen an increase in their annual income of about $5,000, an average family under President Trump. Couple that with the fact that that inflation was only at 1.4% a year under President Trump. Those were real wage growth. That was real wage growth. People were doing better. Because if you have a $5,000 increase per family now under President uh, Biden, that'd be great. But it wouldn't be a real increase because inflation would be eating away at that. Inflation was low under President Trump, plus wages were going up. Middle class incomes, when you make adjustments for inflation, were $5,003 per average middle class family under President Trump. Foreign policy, well, let's not forget that he was the first one to meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore in 2018. Then he was later the first one to enter North Korea. No new wars, no new conflicts destroyed and finished the ISIS caliphate. All right, here's a few other things. He dismantled Obama's climate change initiatives. Um, He had travel bans from individuals in terror hotspots. He enforced regulatory reform. He protected law enforcement. He mandated every new regulation before every new regulation came in that they had to eliminate two. Uh, He rebuilt the military. He uh, built a border wall. He cut funding for sanctuary cities. He approved the Keystone and Dakota pipelines. He reduced regulations uh, on manufacturers, brought back a whole bunch of manufacturing to the United States, placed a hiring freeze on federal employees, and uh, exited the U.S. from the TPP. And the list goes on and on. He did all of this stuff, even though he was being attacked by the deep state, the rhinos, the Democrats, and uh, globalists, and the CCP. And he still was able to do this. The man was under more animus and attack and hate by the Democrats since probably Abraham freed the slave. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. A, a Republican, by the way. You all know that, but it's surprising how many people don't know that. So when I say Happy President's Day in 2023, I say let's remember the great accomplishments of 45. Now I'm a little, a little worried uh, about 45. Not so much about 45 and the support he gets but about what the rhinos are going to be up to. Look, the, the fight against President Trump is not going to be first and foremost in the general election with the Democrats. They have no one that can beat Trump. No one. All things being equal and all things being fair, there has been no one that can beat Trump. And it's not going to happen soon. So the rhinos are going to try to sabotage him in the primaries. Some potential top contenders in the GOP presidential race are on the move this week. Former President Donald Trump will travel to East Palestine, Ohio. Yes, uh, East Palestine, Ohio, on Wednesday to meet with community members in the wake of that toxic train derailment there earlier this month. Uh, This as Ron DeSantis heads to New York to speak at a pro-law enforcement rally. Now, I show that to you because we're going to have a concerted effort by the establishment Republicans, by Fox News, by the old guard GOP and the business as usual want, you know, people who want business as usual on the Republican side are going to be backing DeSantis. You're going to be getting a lot more 
positive coverage for DeSantis over President Trump. Once again, one of the reasons why we're hammered on uh, one of the platforms this show is available on, and I'm not talking about Spotify, is because we are a Trump-trained channel. Folks, we can expect to hear a lot more positive things about DeSantis coming from the supposed right and more negative things coming about Trump in the coming year as they try to derail his eventual winning of the primaries for the Republican Party. Uh, Just a few days ago, even Mitt Romney himself said that President Trump is the most likely Republican 2024 nominee. Uh, Failed presidential candidate Mitt Romney told reporters last week that former President Donald Trump will likely be the Republican nominee in 2024, and the potential wild field of, wide field of candidates will only improve his chances. Quote, I think President Trump is by far the most likely to become our nominee, he said in the Capitol. If there's an alternative to that, it would be only realistic if it narrows down to a two-person race at some point. And that's what Romney said right after Nikki Haley uh, threw her name in the hat. Now, we had this new Rasmussen poll also from a few days ago from likely Republican voters. And yes, President Trump is leading, but he's not leading relatively by as much when you compare the fact or look at the fact that Ron DeSantis is not even running. Now, he's doing a great job as governor. President Trump is the man that we need there. Let me remind you, Ron DeSantis was in D.C. What was it, 2012? He won. 2014, he won. 2016, he won uh, re-election, 2014-2016, in the uh, House of Representatives. Did you ever hear of Ron DeSantis before President Trump endorsed him to be the governor running against uh, Ob- uh, who they want to be, Ob- Obama too, for the Florida uh, gubernatorial race? No, you never heard of him. Because after three terms, you know, yeah, I guess he was one of the founding members of the Freedom Caucus or whatever, but... He wasn't doing much. He wasn't really a force to be reckoned with. Just let, let, me, let me, just, just want to remind you of that. He's been in D.C. and there's really not much noteworthy he did his three terms as a congressman from Florida. President Trump came out swinging and working for the American people day one. All right, you're not going to sway me. So please, folks, just be aware that on our side... There's going to be more pushing uh, for DeSantis and moving away from President Trump. They're going to give you Trump fatigue. Yeah, I don't like that Trump is having weird rants on Truth Social, but those things are insignificant. I just went through a litany of, of his list of accomplishments under all the animus, not even knowing what the hell he was doing his first term, his first two years. When he comes in the second time, he's going to be very, very effective. But according to this uh, latest Rasmussen poll, it found that 45% of Republican respondents would support President Trump, 32% would support DeSantis, and 14% would support another candidate. So President Trump having less than half of the support. That, of course, is according to a poll, and President Trump has more Republican support than that. I, I would bet my bottom dollar on that. Also, a lot of people vote for Trump, like myself, who are not even registered as Republican. If you're new around here, I was a Republican for years uh, when I was in California because you're never going to get a conservative coming through the Democrat Party. But after they did not back President Trump at the end of 2020, I left the party in protest and have not returned. Okay, let's get to this weird uh, footage 
that I started off this episode with. It was reported over the weekend that Joe Biden would be heading to Poland to mark the one year of Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Now, when I read this over the weekend, I didn't cover it because I did a special report yesterday about the new information coming out in the court filing and footage having to do with Ashley Babbitt and the federal operation on January 6th, so I just didn't cover that. I said, well, that's strange. Why don't you just go to Ukraine for the first year anniversary or what have you? And that's exactly what it turns out that he did. Joe Biden used a secret train trip Monday to journey from Poland into war-torn Ukraine to show Kiev he has it has full and open-ended U.S. support, uh, Breitbart is reporting. But here's the strange thing about the footage I'm showing you. There's air sirens going off, but no one seems to be alarmed by the alarms. Almost as if, almost as if the whole thing was malarkey. A president of the United States is walking with the president of Ukraine in a war-torn area. There's air sirens going off and them two, nor anyone else, seems to be perturbed or alarmed by these air sirens going off, which are generally, it used to be, mean, hey, there is imminent danger from an air attack. Take cover, take shelter, be alarmed. Very, very strange little happening there. But everything is strange and surreal and bizarro clown world when we're talking about the former vice president and everything that he's doing to not just destroy this country, folks. Do you realize that Joe Biden is not just the worst president of the United States? He is a danger to the world as we sit on the precipice of World War III with the help of rhinos like Lindsey Graham. We'll get to that. Uh, in a little bit as well in this episode. Now, folks, check this out. We got something else strange happening. So let's turn our attention. Uh, let's turn our attention to where Joe Biden should be, and that is East Palestine with this derailment, folks. It, this the story gets stranger. Let me bring you up to speed. First of all, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg sent a letter to the CEO of Norfolk Southern yesterday demanding accountability along with a better response to the rail disaster that has devastated the community of East Palestine, Ohio. Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete going, you Norfolk Southern, you need to do more as I do nothing as Transportation Secretary but blame Trump. He warned the fre- he, he he warned the freight rail company that they must show leadership from the very top and demonstrate unequivocal support for the people after the fiery train derailment that led to the release of chemicals into the air and water table of the impacted area. Yes, with no self awareness, people are just saying we must you must lead from the top, as the top person in government, the executive, Joe Biden has done. 
nothing for these people hasn't showed up. But he's in Kiev because we got to keep those uh, military industrial complex billionaires making more money. And of course, got to continue the money laundering by the Bidens and other corrupt politicians, both Republican and Democrat, by the way, in D.C. as they're sending all this money unaccounted for, not audited, to Ukraine so it can funnel back into their families' offshore bank accounts. This is what AP reported. Norfolk Southern must live up to its commitment to make residents whole and must also live up to its obligation to do whatever it takes to stop putting communities such as East Palestine at risk. This is the letter from Pete Buttigieg. This is the right time for NS to take a leadership position within the rail industry, shifting to a posture that focuses on supporting, not thwarting efforts to raise the standard of U.S. rail safety regulation. Wow. Now, of course, I don't know if you've seen this, Cat Turd is on a tear. I don't know if that's an intended pun or not. Uh, but there's been some very funny memes, and I've seen quite a few of these coming from Cat Turd on social media with things like, and I'm, I'm not going to pull them up right now, but I can remember them. They're pretty funny. It's like, if uh, if people in East Palestine wanted Joe Biden to show up, they should have said that they were a sanctuary city. Obviously, talking about the fact that the, the, federal, the current uh, executive and executive branch loves illegal aliens more than Americans. Uh, another one uh, I saw, might have also been from Cat Turd, was uh, they should have told Joe Biden that East Palestinians in Ukraine and he would have showed up. And f- that was a few days ago. And funny enough, where's Joe Biden? Sneak peek, uh, sneak little visit to Ukraine. I really wish I would have reported on that yesterday because you would have had my commentary saying Joe Biden should just go to Ukraine and then I would have looked like some wise pundit because I called it before it happens. And of course, a lot of people were thinking this. Not It's not unique to myself. But since we're talking about uh, one of Joe Biden's favorite groups, illegal aliens. Let's talk about what the uh, Republicans are doing. I'm telling you, folks, we have uh, we have everyone working against us. Republicans in South Carolina are working with Democrats on legislation that would allow thousands of border crossers released into the United States by Joe Biden's administration to secure professional licenses to take white collar jobs. This is South Carolina. Once again, folks. Every state under Joe Biden is a border state. And Republicans are fighting against us as well. Republican State Representatives Neil Collins, and this is for my South Carolina brothers and sisters. I love you so much. I love the South. The South has uh, uh, Southern hospitality. I felt this my entire life when I would go visit my uh, grand uh, great-grandmother. My dear had passed away several years ago. She was 96 years old. But my family is originally from Georgia and Birmingham, Alabama. And I would go there for family reunions or to visit my great-grandmother. And I just loved it. People were friendly in the South. And maybe I was a kid. Maybe I just didn't see racism and was didn't have a victim mentality because I wasn't brought up that way. But I was like, man, these people sure are friendly. I'd, I'd leave New York City where I grew up, Harlem. Uh, and I lived in the Bronx for, for a couple years as a kid. We'll go down South. And people were friendly Food was good. People were smiling and friendly. Always felt that way. As an adult man, I did business and uh, and, and traveled to the southern states. Not all of them. Southern hostility is alive and well. It's the leftists and the Democrats who are the racists. But I digress. 
I say this uh, to my uh, South Carolina brothers and sisters. Uh, big hug to all of you. I wish I could just go to the camera and physically embrace you, appreciate you. You need to be aware that this is happening in your state. Republican State Representatives Neil Collins, Bill Herberksman, Herberkersman, Micah Kasky IV, Jason Elliott, Cal Forrest Jr., Jerry Carter, and Rafe uh, Felder are sponsoring the legislation which would open professional licenses to border crossers who have been awarded work permits by the Biden administration having her, after her having arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border. And of course, there's a bunch of Democrats also sponsoring the legislation. You guys have, have it tough as Republicans over in South Carolina. You got warmongering Lindsey Graham, who does support President Trump, but he loves his wars. McCain's uh, bed buddy there. They were in bed together when it comes to warmongering and uh, and making sure that the military-industrial complex is uh, doing well. A person who has a current and valid employment authorization approved by federal immigration authorities shall be eligible for occupational or professional licensure under the provisions of this title, provided all other applicable requirements are met. So, immigrants taking not just illegal immigrants taking low-paying jobs and low-skilled or no or, or no-skilled labor jobs. Republicans also want these uh, supposed legal residents with work permits to take white-collar jobs. But let's talk to illegal immigration. The 1950s Nation of Immigrants narrative is more important than Congress's laws, according to Alejandro Mayorkas, who is President Joe Biden's pro-migration border chief. Quote, our goal is to achieve operational control of the border, to do everything we can to support our personnel with the resources, the technologies, the policies that really advance the security of the border and do not come at the cost of values of our country. That's what he told Chris Wallace uh, on uh, Who's Talking to Chris Wallace on CNN. The law needs to be changed if it does not either meet our highest ideals or actually proves to be functional in the service of those ideals. In other words, Mayorkas wants the government to be a welcoming party not to enforce the laws of Congress which makes laws to enforce our immigration. Why the, the, the Mayorkas impeachment should have already been at the top of the House Republicans to-do list and so far they're taking their time. Look how quick, don't tell me it takes a while to do this. Look how quickly they did the two sham impeachments of President Trump. But don't worry about it. Mayorkas says, I'm not going to resign. There's a tremendous amount of work to do, and we are doing it, and I'm incredibly proud of it. Mayorkas made his nation of immigrants claim when Wallace pressed him to justify his repeated claim that the border is secure and the movement of roughly 3.5 million migrants, including at least 1.2 million identified gotaways through the southern border. What does secure mean to you, Wallace asked, and this is what Mayorkas responded. There's not a common definition of that. If one looks at Congress's statutory definition from back in 2006, the literal interpretation of the statutory language, if one person successfully evades law enforcement at the border, then we have breached the security of the border. Our goal is to achieve operational control of the border to do everything that we can to support this personnel. I say that because in the prior Donald Trump administration, policies were uh, promulgated or passed that did not hew to the values that we hold dear. So for Mayorkas, the values that they hold dear are to make sure that people who come in don't have to be gotaways, but can just be catch and released. At the end of the 2022, 1.9, this is what I told you about, that we're going to get to, the, to some numbers here. 
At the end of last year, 1.9 million fewer Americans were working than in 2019 before the pandemic. And we have 2 million foreign workers now funneled into the U.S. jobs market. Let's see, 1.9 fewer American workers, 2 million new foreign workers, mostly military-aged men. How much more evidence do you need that we are being replaced? Okay, folks, here's what I want to share with you. This is absolutely wild about what happened in East Palestine just prior to the derailment of the North, uh, the Southern Norfolk line and the supposedly controlled chemical burn there. Folks, this looks to me like, uh, let me just say it right now. I don't know what it is, but it could be. It could be a terror attack that they are trying to hide. It could be, I don't know, retalia- uh, retaliation for Joe Biden taking down the Nord Stream. It could be a flag of false origin. It could be something that they're, I think it's something they're trying to hide that's more nefarious. It could be our own government turning against us. And here is some evidence that it just might be that last one. Columbiana County coverage now and East Palestine is known as the place to be. It's way ahead of the curve on a program to provide better treatment for anyone in the event of an emergency. I learned how it works and how it could help everyone in East Palestine. Check out this Gateway Pundit article from yesterday. Local farmer sounds the alarm. Why did East Palestine launch My ID Emergency Service to surveil biometrics one week before Ohio train derailment? A man who lives nine miles away from where the Norfolk Southern train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in eastern Ohio reached out to the Gateway Pundit to sound the alarm on the bizarre coincidences that continue to pile up surrounding the incident. For instance, there is a Netflix show that had to do with a train derailment in the same town in which these people from this town, East Palestine, actually participated as extras in the movie about the aftermath of a toxic spill in their town when a train derailed. That went out on... on, uh, these, These people put it in our faces. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist, James, a.k.a. BCP. Really? Well, let's just look at what really was going on right before this supposed accident took place. Bob Moore, a 70-year-old farmer and longtime resident of East Palestine, initially ignored local news reports urging residents to sign up for MyID to receive a new biometric tracking device that provides first responders updates about an individual's health conditions amid an emergency or major disaster. So they make a movie about it happening here, and then there's this MyID rollout. It was happening a few months before the incident. Let me show you a few more moments of the local news coverage uh, that was a few months ago. My ID provides quick medical information for emergency responders. Darlene Chapman is the outreach coordinator for this project, and she's an EMT. If they're in a situation where they can't tell us or they don't have any family around, this is something that would make my life easier. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides valuable medical information such as allergies, breathing difficulties. Or breathing difficulties. Hmm, isn't that interesting? And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that go, wow, the government and this ID, they sure were ahead of the curve and progressive. What a blessing. 
And some of us will say, that is a very scary and nefarious dink. Or perhaps it isn't a dink at all. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this, you'll be able to scan this and get the information. Orders will start in January. The rollout in January and the derailment incident happened February 3rd. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. That's our ultimate goal. We want to be able to give this for free to the citizens and provide them with that extra layer of care so that we can better treat them. The offer includes Unity Township, which is served by the East Palestine Fire Department. Not just for uh, folks in East Palestine proper, because, you know, if there's like a controlled chemical burn, it may affect pe uh, the people not just in the city limits, but people in the surrounding areas that are also serviced by these emergency service providers like the fire department. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. My goal is to have 100% of our residents and the citizens we serve in the township uh, to have one of these and be working with them to make sure that we can treat them better and provide the best service that we can. Okay, so they're rolling that out uh, a few months uh, prior to, but check this out. There was a push one week before to get more people enrolled. The suspicious timing of the government's distribution of this health monitoring digital ID exactly a week before the disaster warns answers, Moore told the Gateway Pundit in an exclusive interview. It was exactly a week before the derailment happened, Moore said. The people were asked to go to the local fire department in downtown East Palestine to get that My ID. They began monitoring your physical activity, your heart rate, your respiration, anything you might be exposed to. I see this as a kind of sensor you would put on an astronaut or an athlete that you wanted to track to see how he'd react to stress or being winded or in this instance chemical exposure it's a monitoring device and by sensor i think they mean a sensor not to sensor and this is what they were doing uh like i said the the months prior to the east palestine fire department is par is partnering with my id to provide an easy method to provide valuable medical information to first responders in the event of an emergency Rollout is scheduled to begin in November 2022. The base service will be free to residents of East Palestine as an added service of the fire department. And it looks like, according to this farmer, that there was more concerted effort one week before to get people to enroll um, on, in something they had rolled out before. Now, okay, folks, let's take an objective look. How often have we seen, um, have we seen this? On January 6th, Ohio local affiliate announced East Palestine would begin making an important medical device available to all 4,700 residents starting January 29th. There's a plan to get my ID going across the village and make it available to all 4,700 residents. How often, folks? Okay, take your, take your tinfoil hat off. Stop being a theorist of the conspiratorium. And let's look at this objectively. How many things have we seen, accidents, emergencies, disasters, and catastrophes happen while or right, before, right after or during a drill against these supposed things? Wasn't there a drill on 9-11 and that's why there weren't planes in the sky? Were there not drills on how to deal with mass pandemics right before the Wu flu 
was unleashed and now adds a list of other instances. I can't remember the top of my head, but there are several. There are several. Add to that list my ID rollout and a concerted effort in East Palestine before the events of February 3rd. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. What do you think is really going on? Please give me your thoughts down below if you're watching on YouTube uh, or any other platform where you can leave your comment. By the way, I've alluded to it. I didn't tell you this, but just in case you're not aware, my name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot. Welcome to uh, Open Source News. This is the Open Source News edition of the BCP podcast. We are now on all major podcasting networks You can uh, and platforms. You can watch this in video format on YouTube or on Spotify. Links to everything are down below. Uh, please don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel called the BCP, Rep BCP Report in which my daughter, BCP Juniorette, reports the news with no commentary. She had two episodes, two reports for you uh, drop within the last 24 hours. Please make sure that you check out our other sister YouTube channel, the BCP Report. You can go to bcpreport.com or click on the link below. Uh, we have another show called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch that also on Spotify. And if you want to watch it, uh, you can also go to therealbcp.com. Folks, join our community for free. Uh, you guys heeded the call. We're just like less than 75 new community members from hitting our goal of 30,000 community members in our locals community over at uh, therealbcp.com, folks. Uh, March 1st will mark, will, will mark the beginning of the third season of my show, BCP Unfiltered. And... You can join the community for free and see exclusive and non-exclusive material that I put over at therealbcp.com. And uh, please join for free our community and help me hit 30,000 by our third, the beginning of our third season, uh, just eight or uh, nine days away from now. Uh, I appreciate it. Okay, let me uh, give you some more of the latest coverage uh, coming out of East Palestine. Um, of course, this wasn't manufactured or planned. This was all, oh, I don't know. It just, you know, it was an accident. That's what we're being told. On Saturday's broadcast of the Fox News channels, Fox and Friends, East Palestine, Ohio Mayor Trent Conway reacted to FEMA sending federal resources to the city by stating that while he's glad they're coming, it's a little late. He's also calling for testing for at least the next decade and for the Department of Health and Human Services to start doing studies. Conaway said, I guess they're finally showing up, but I think it's a little late. I'm glad they're coming, but I think they should have been here long before this. Uh, sorry, Mayor. Maybe they were there long before this. Long before February 3rd. And maybe that's why they had the real, that my ID rollout and a push for it one week before. I'm just saying. Maybe they were there like we were there over the Nord Stream prior to that blowing up. The mayor also added, they've told us since that there's a responsible party 
This isn't a FEMA job. They're more of a natural disaster type agency. Our residents need help. Norfolk Southern so far has been paying for everything, but if that stops, we're definitely going to need federal support. In my opinion, they should have been early with clinics and stuff, setting up things for our village residents. They have been, Mayor. My ID. My ID. I'm the conspiracy theorist, even though we know from records that our own military has tested chemical agents and other things against their own soldiers. They roll out my ID and then this happens. Are they preparing for something to happen? A dirty bomb, chemical warfare from our enemies. Remember, these people want to get us into World War III. That is what we're seeing here. Could this be a dry run, a test, another drill? I'll leave it up to you to decide. I'm just showing you the information. I'm showing you dots with possible connections. But unlike a leftist or a Marxist or a Democrat or the mainstream media, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I'm giving you information and you can come to your own conclusions and act accordingly. Conway concluded saying, as far as I'm concerned, they should have to test for a minimum of the next 10 years, anybody who wants to test. And we need to get the HHS in here and start doing some studies and make document everything we have so that we have data-driven evidence about our residents. They're doing that. That's why there's a push for my ID. Ohio Senator Michael Rooley, I'm begging you not to drink the water in East Palestine. It's not safe. Ohio Senator Michael Rooley from Salem told Breitbart News over the weekend that anyone living within 10 miles of East Palestine should not drink or bathe in the water. It's not safe. Quote, anyone within 10 miles, I am begging you not to drink the water. I'm begging you not to bathe in the water. It is not safe. Now that we've had the disaster, and fortunately for us, no one got killed on the initial explosion, but we got to worry about cancer in the next 5 to 10 to 15 to 20 years. Oh, folks uh, up in Canada are now saying that they're seeing uh, effects of what happened in East Palestine. I reported a few days ago over the weekend, how folks in uh, New York and New Jersey area are complaining of odors and uh, soot or or not soot, uh, some sort of uh, um, debris on their cars that they think they can attribute back to East Palestine. So I'm thinking this is more than just a 10 mile radius. Now check this out. Following the fiery derailment of a trail of a train carrying toxic chemicals, A renowned 9-11 attorney, Michael Barash, whose law firm represents over 25,000 members of the 9-11 community, told the EPA insisting that the air is safe, sent shivers up his spine, given that his clients are dying every single day from 9-11 toxic dust. He warned residents of the affected area to stay away and don't believe the EPA. President Trump is headed there uh, on Wednesday. He's an older gentleman. Um... Uh, uh, Now we know why Joe Biden isn't going or why anyone from the administration is not really there except for Michael Regan. But he's a tool. They know what's going on. They don't want to be anywhere near this area. Joe Biden doesn't want to be in this area so bad. He's over in Ukraine. This lawyer is saying the EPA claims that Ohio air safe sent shivers up his spine. Stay away. Don't believe the EPA, he says. But believe me when I tell you they want war. This is what's going on. We're going to end with this. British Prime Minister, the reporting on Ukraine. We're going to start where we, we're going to leave where we start off 
I showed you that clip of Kiev. They want to get us into war. Prime Minister of the UK, Rishi Sunak, pledged that the United States will become the first state to supply Ukraine with long-range weapons to use in its war with Russia. And boy, is Lindsey Graham salivating at continued war with Russia as well. Senator, you heard what Secretary Blinken Mm -hmm. said about the war, and particularly those weapons I know you want to get over there. Your reaction? Well, number one, uh, there are 30 United States senators in Munich, along with a big House delegation. Senator McConnell and Schumer both came. Uh, Virtually unanimous belief that we should be training Ukrainian pilots on the F-16 today so they get the jets as soon as possible. So you got the UK and the US all behind proxy wars and support and being more involved in the fighting against Russia, a nuclear power. Happy President's Day, folks. Do you miss President Trump yet? The peace and prosperity president? I sure as hell do. I sure as hell miss President Trump a whole bunch. Please like, share, and subscribe. I'll be back later with more reporting. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless.